Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about that thing that everybody hates to talk about, nobody wants to acknowledge, and that's sales and how to do it better. You know, and as I remind everybody, we are all salesmen, especially if you are the owner or manager of your business. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, we all go, oh, ah, sales, oh, we don't want to do that. If you don't do it, your business isn't going to succeed. So what we're going to be talking about today are some fascinating tips and techniques on how to make it easier, how to make it more successful, which is, of course, what we really want to be talking about. So please join me in welcoming Yeroon Korthout to our program today. Welcome, Yeroon. Hey, nice to be here. Great. Well, and I love that you say nice to be here because you're actually in Antwerp. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I've interviewed people from around the world, but I think you are my first guest from Antwerp. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. Antwerp is a lovely city for those who don't know. It's uh it's uh it's like a city, but not too mm-hmm. big. It's not like Brussels mm-hmm. where it, it feels right. like a big city. Mm-hmm. Um we have a river here, we have the second biggest port of uh wow. of Europe. Okay. Um, 80% of the diamonds uh, right. in the world pass through Antwerp mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of cocaine as well, but we cannot talk about Oh, that. we won't talk about that. We won't talk. <laughs> yeah, I, we all, I think a lot of people know about uh, the diamonds. Here in, in the States, there's one of the, you know, we, we hear a lot in commercials about, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've gone to, uh, you know, it's a diamond broker. They've gone to Antwerp and, you know, or, you know, we see it in like those crime TV shows, you know, and, yeah. and things like that. But, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I love learning about all these other places. Um, but, you know, let me tell people a little bit about, about you and then we'll really dive into the topic. So Jeroen Korthout is founder and co-founder and CEO of SalesFlare, an intelligent CRM built for small business owners selling B2B, mostly popular with agencies and fast-growing startup companies. SalesFlare itself was founded when Jeroen and his co-founder, the co-founder, I haven't had enough coffee yet this morning, Levine wanted to follow up on the leads for their software company in an easier way. They didn't like to keep track of their leads manually and built SalesFlare, which pulls customer data together automatically, then actively helps you follow up. It's now the most popular CRM on Product Hunt and top rated on review platforms like G2 for its ease of use and automation features. So again, Yeroon, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Great. Well, I always love knowing a little bit about my guests. So how is it that you got where you are today? Uh, where do you want me to start exactly? Yeah, you know, tell us about you know, so so you're you're clearly not um well I think you might be a, one of those <gasps> dreaded millennials, maybe. Um and and it's funny, I, I love millennials because all the millennials I talk to are very, very talented, very uh professional, all of those those wonderful things, but you know, this is, uh, you know, I actually looked at your background on LinkedIn and it's very mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, you've had kind of a varied career path to get here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know where to start millennial. I'm, I'm 35. Uh, I think right you're now. a millennial. <laughs> millennial so Okay. Um, yeah. I actually grew up seeing the internet uh, grow up. So okay. um, I think we got our first internet connection when I was 11 or 12 okay. or something. It was this modem type uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I went, <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can still remember that. I'm not that, uh, that young. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually also sort of where I started my, um, my entrepreneurship journey mm-hmm. it was around when I was, um, 
14 or 15, I discovered GeoCities, which ah. was this platform on which you could build a very simple websites with all this mm-hmm. kind of animated stuff and a, right. and a count, counter mm-hmm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awful, but it was simple and it was the beginning of mm-hmm. uh, something bigger. Because when I was about um, 15, 16, mm-hmm. I discovered the joy of building websites, but then ah. actual websites. And back mm-hmm. then, I was still in, in Flash. Mm-hmm. So Flash uh, has recently been killed off. So it's not right. something you, mm-hmm. you build websites in anymore. But mm-hmm. at that moment, you could build your full website in mm-hmm. Flash if you wanted to. Right. And um, I started building websites for other people. Mm-hmm. And I got some stuff in return. You know, it's it's really like the, the start of a business. Mm-hmm. And I saw myself uh, starting a company in that direction. And I actually, I, I studied engineering, mm-hmm. but when I went for the open day at the university, the first thing I went to was uh, computer engineering because mm-hmm. I thought that was the path to start right. my Made sense. agency. Mm-hmm. Seemed a bit boring though, and the, the people were a bit nerdy. So I decided to do something else. I mm-hmm. ended up doing um, electrotechnical engineering together with business management and mm-hmm. then uh, moved in, in my master's into biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that sounded like uh, something in which I could make more impact. It was also much more interesting uh, mm-hmm. study. But then when I was applying for engineering jobs, because I, you know, I thought I, I need some experience first, right? Be- before starting my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied for different engineering jobs right out of school. And most of the time I got this really, um, how can I say? It was partly interesting because I could build stuff. It's something I like, mm-hmm. but there was really a lack of uh, customer uh, connection. Oh, okay. Like I would sort of be in the back room building mm. something and that didn't really uh, appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point I was in an interview and they said like, oh, so maybe you would like to be a project manager. That's more with customers. Right. And then they made me do a test. And um, after the test, they decided I was not a good project manager, so I wouldn't be uh, good for the job. And that evening, I was really frustrated. I um, I used the credit card of a friend of mine and applied to do a test at business school mm. uh, to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you need to pay for the admissions test. Mm-hmm. And I got in. I... Um, I did business school for a year after convincing my parents and uh, saying that I would pay everything. And then um, I actually managed to switch my career completely. Mm. I didn't start off in engineering at all. I started off in marketing Mm. in a pharmaceutical company. Mm -hmm. And why? It was because I figured that that was probably the best way to learn how to put a product in the market, Mm -hmm. um, to work with customers, to, you know, manage all that Mm -hmm. in the end i didn't get to work much with customers because that was the salespeople doing that Ah. i couldn't communicate with patients because that was uh illegal Mm -hmm. Uh, the only thing i would do was a very limited thing it was basically making um brochures and sort of very limited campaigns Mm -hmm. Uh, and it doesn't sound too interesting (laughs) teaching the salespeople how to use stuff Mm -hmm. it was like "Hmm." and i did that for (laughs) I think I was super bored of it after six months. Mm-hmm. I found another job after eight months. I stopped after 10. Um, the new job I found was actually uh, because I was looking to start a business uh, from there. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And um, I had dinner with a guy uh, that I knew. And I was at that moment thinking about starting a, a web agency. It was mm-hmm. still uh, with me. But it was going to be for the pharma industry because I noticed that in pharma, uh-huh. nobody understood anything digital. Interesting. All, mm-hmm. all marketing people were former mm-hmm. salespeople and they didn't know anything about websites, mm-hmm. let alone all the other things on the mm-hmm. internet. Um, but I had dinner with that guy and it seemed that he actually had a company doing that mm-hmm. with 30 people, mm-hmm. not just websites, but much broader, mm-hmm. like uh, full digital campaigns and strategy and uh, research and all those kind of things mm-hmm. and he said um, join us i'll teach you everything you need to know in six months and if you want to leave then then you you do whatever you like um i ended up joining them for four years ah. yeah i it was much more interesting in the sense that mm-hmm. i was a, an account manager there so i had my mm-hmm. own clients uh, i would listen to their issues i would make proposals quotes 
um, they would they would buy, and mm-hmm. then I would make sure that uh, things would get delivered. So part mm-hmm. of it I would do myself, part mm-hmm. of it I would outsource to other people. And that was a really interesting uh, sort mm-hmm. of immersion into having my own business, but without a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. But uh, it also, I think it's really starting to get boring after two years. Um, the first six months, especially, were very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point, I decided to go part-time uh, to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, that unfortunately failed. Uh, it, uh, you know, it was a, a, a nice idea and <laughs> there was something behind it. Like it was an, a way for doctors to stay on top of the latest research. The ah. only issue was that I didn't have uh, any proper business model for it. Oh, okay. And that, that's not good for business, obviously, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was learning. Um, so I did a few other things and from the one thing I rolled into the other and actually my current co-founder is somebody that I uh, met in a startup accelerator, Mm -hmm. uh, while I was working on that, on that, uh, platform for doctors. Mm -hmm. And at some point he calls me and he says, uh, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. There is a big IBM conference there. We sell software that is compatible with theirs. We have a booth there and we still need some salespeople. Mm-hmm. Would you like to join? I pay everything. And you just come. Anyway, oh, so, Vegas. <laughs> and I was like, sure, that sounds good. <laughs> so we went there. It was very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically would stand in the hallway, ask people, do you use IBM Cognos? And they would say, yes, I do. And then I'm like, do you have this issue? They're like, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have these things for it. Hey. And they, would, they would ask some technical question. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, oh, I cannot answer that. But my colleagues over here, mm-hmm. which were all business intelligence uh, software specialists, mm-hmm. they, can, they can answer your question. Mm-hmm. And then I would just go in the hallway again, grab the next person, I'll float them to the, you know. Mm-hmm. In the end, we ended up with, um, I think, 130 leads. Wow. And um it was it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. We we were like, oh, this is gonna be great business. Mm-hmm. So I decided to come help and mm-hmm. uh, jo- join the business. Mm-hmm. But then very quickly we had to sort of organize that sales pipeline. Mm-hmm. We had all these interested people mm-hmm. that said they were interested in in buying, perhaps, but we still had to close all the deals, mm-hmm. right? And in the marketing consultancy, I had been working with uh, a CRM called Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people might know it because it's the the, the biggest. It's one pretty out big. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they control twenty uh, percent of the market. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a CRM that initially was started uh, for small and medium sized businesses, mm-hmm. but very quickly grew out to be an enterprise CRM. Right. And we use it at pharma companies and also use it internally. Mm-hmm. And our CEO really loved it. But I think he was about the only person out there loving it. <laughs> uh, he probably wasn't using it as much as everybody else. He was. He was looking at the reports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. We were filling out stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I, I really try to use it uh, to organize myself for my sales because people said that's what you do mm-hmm. with CRM. Like you keep track of your customers, uh, your tasks, when you need to follow up, whom, what you did, mm-hmm. and stuff. It only seems so difficult in Salesforce and mm-hmm. so much data input and so much, you know, that I just went back to organizing myself in Outlook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this task program also called mm-hmm. Winter List at that moment. And I actually saw that it was the, the same for most of my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Nobody was using Salesforce to organize themselves. It was And you were main- paying a lot of money for it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, but yes. Yeah. We were, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't cheap, no, because we, I think we needed access to the API and that immediately mm. puts you on the enterprise plan or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that made that yeah, we all hated working with the CRM. There was mm-hmm. basically nothing in there, just stuff that was needed for management reporting. Uh, it didn't help us. And... Um, we often even in, in sales meetings had fights about, oh, this is not in Salesforce. Oh, so you're also talking to that client in another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, no. You know, we know mm-hmm. you need to put that in Salesforce, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and our CEO would, all, would always say, uh, what's not in Salesforce doesn't exist. <laughs> so, so it's encouraging you to use it because it cost him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the, the thing is, uh, I, I found it really weird and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It was such an essential uh, part of the, the business. Mm-hmm. And we were paying a lot of a lot of money for it, but it 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 didn't really seem to bring mm-hmm. bring us much. But right. In any case, I was like, I didn't do much with that insight mm-hmm. for for a few years until we came back from that conference, mm-hmm. and we had to follow up all these leads. Right. You had 130 people who went. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I remember um, internally they were using Zoho, which mm-hmm. is basically like. Uh, uh, a Salesforce copy uh, from India, mm. so almost the same, but mm-hmm. much cheaper. Um, and I saw the same issues, mm-hmm. and then went out and we looked at the market, and we found some some programs that were nicer, mm-hmm. like better user experience, mm-hmm. more focused on helping you sell, like organizing your sales follow up and and mm-hmm. knowing who to follow up when, and see having an overview on your sales pipeline. There were much better things out mm-hmm. there, but still, we always faced the same issue. And the issue wasn't per se the software as such. It was us not not filling out the, the, the software uh, mm. properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seemed like there was this huge uh, expectation, uh, like like being... being uh, I don't know, say laid upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were expected to be these these extremely disciplined people, this like perfect data input robots mm-hmm. that anything that happens, we would put it in there. Mm-hmm. So if we would meet a new person at the company, we would know. We were like, ah, oh, this needs to go in the CRM, mm-hmm. make a new contact, copy the, the, the phone number from their signature, mm-hmm. copy this, copy that, fill it all out. Then you... You send another email, you're like, okay, I'm going to put that in Instagram. You mm-hmm. make a call, you know, and each time you're switching between actually doing stuff mm-hmm. and documenting that in another system. And unless you do this extremely consistently, mm-hmm. it works and it actually helps you. It's it's like your memory. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, everything is in there. You can rely on it. You know what right. has happened. And yeah, you've got your notes of the are. meeting in there, all those various things. Mm-hmm. Everything is in there. Now the the thing is that doesn't happen. It, right, you might. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a lot of time, but it's also even if you believe that it's going to help you uh, sell, mm-hmm. it's very hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you you don't mm-hmm. either because it's you're selling well or right. you focus on something mm-hmm. else, uh, and uh, then the downward spiral begins mm-hmm. where you input a bit less, it becomes less useful. Right, you input even less, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon point, it was called Bob Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're like, all righty then. <laughs> Which Bob? When? What Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, and then the system starts falling apart, mm-hmm. and. Um, and and at that moment you start disappointing customers again. Mm-hmm. You don't follow up at the right mm-hmm. moments. You forgot what they said. Mm-hmm. You say this, and then like, oh, we already discussed it. And I'm like, oh, did we? And then you know, it 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 starts becoming mm-hmm. very disrespectful disrespectful to your customers, mm-hmm. and you also lose a lot of sales. Right. So we were going through that over and over again, and then we figured like, this is this is impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it, we are doing something in one system and then mm-hmm. we're putting that in another system, which is really weird because what we did in the first system is already digital. Like we mm-hmm. sent an email, right? they send us an email signature. Mm-hmm. We book a meeting in our calendar. Mm-hmm. We place a phone call. We maybe have some email tracking. Uh, we have some website tracking mm-hmm. and all these things are in different places, but certainly not in the CRM. And mm-hmm. then we figured like, why don't we build a system that plugs into all of these places mm-hmm sucks in all that data, organizes it for you, mm-hmm. extracts things like email signatures mm-hmm. and stuff, takes some extra info about inc- from company databases, organize it all for you. And it actually keeps track of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you need to do is like, okay, I'm selling to this company. And mm-hmm. it says, it seems like, you know, that person and that mm-hmm. person and that person. And the CRM knows that because you've been emailing with mm-hmm. them and you have meetings with them. Right. 
And then you add it and it's like, whoop, all the emails mm-hmm. you had with them uh, get pulled in, the meetings, ah. the calls, mm-hmm. uh, the email signatures are already there. Mm-hmm. You've used email tracking. So you see like, oh, they opened, they clicked. Oh, they also went to the website. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is in there automatically. That was uh, seven years ago, uh, our idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, nowadays it works. We're actually, uh, well, we have more than 2,000 companies actively mm-hmm. using it. And um, nowadays we're, we're we're working further than that. Like we have mm-hmm. automated the data, which helps you uh, have everything, know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there are automated reminders so that you're always uh, helped to follow mm-hmm. up. So it's it's much more difficult to forget mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, nowadays we're we're working more and more to uh, like unlock that data. Mm-hmm build more automation on top Mm -hmm. of that because we believe that there's still so many things in a salesperson's job that are really not things they ought to do. Right. uh, Because what they ought to do is talk to customers. Mm -hmm. um, And And data input is not what they should be doing. No. Mm -hmm. And and there's so many rudeness things Mm -hmm. that make you feel like a robot when you're Mm -hmm. doing it during the day that actually is more like robot work mm-hmm. it's stuff that computers can take over mm-hmm. and, and and they can do it in a much better way mm-hmm. because they are robots right um and that's that's still all the things we're working on today mm-hmm. so that's the, the the things that keep me busy great i love it you know and and of course the problem with manually entering things is it's so easy to make errors especially yeah. in somebody's email and their telephone number uh, you know that's just and you know and and so when it's automated, when it's pulling it from, say, their email that they sent to you, I mean, clearly that was correct, you know, um, and, and, you know, all of those things. And so that just eliminates one problem right there that, you know, that, that so many times happens. But, you know, what I find interesting is that, you know, whether we're a hundred person, a thousand person company or one, we should be doing this. Um, you know, I, I got out my pile of business cards here. This is what a lot of small business owners and even, you know, large business owners have for their CRM. You know, they write notes on the back of it, you know, they because, right, you know, you're you're at a networking event, you're at a conference and you meet them and you go, oh, okay, well, this person is interested in, you know, and so you write it, which is why we're all told we shouldn't have anything on the back of our business cards. Give space for people to write things. And then we come back and we might dutifully enter them into something. Um, you know, if, at, at the very least, we might look them up on LinkedIn, send them a request to connect. You know, maybe we remember to personalize it. You know, now I always tell people always, 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 even if you just met them 10 minutes ago, personalize it just because, you know, they might look, not look at it for several days, weeks, and they're going, who is this person? I don't remember them. So you want to say, hey, you know, we just met at X, you know, whatever. Um, but then everything comes to a screeching halt. Because we've got our pile of business cards that we just keep adding to. And, you know, you, you said it several times. One of the keys to doing this successful is having things automated. You know, whether it's an email that goes to them that reminds them, hey, we chatted three months ago. We met at CES. You know, whatever it's, it's saying, you know, or, you know, you promised to follow up with them on X date. So, hey, it's X date. Um you know, and, and so in the long run, of course, that shortens the, the uh, length of time that we're spending on it because it's all there. And our little brains are just, you know, so overloaded that we can't remember those things. You know, it's like, now, when did I say I'd follow up with them? And so then we get sidetracked and we mm-hmm. don't ever follow up with them. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it needs to be automated. But of course, it needs to be automated with a good system. I always absolutely love it when I get an email that says, dear first name. and i'm like oh something didn't work right with their system you know and and so of course that's where it's important to have a system that that works well and but what happens if is you have two of those two you know several that go out incorrectly then you're like nope not going to use the program again Mm -hmm. it could have been user error it could have been you know all sorts of things and and you know and and so that's where it's it's good to have a a good solid program but you know, let's, let's, you know, really should, you know, should a one person shop or, you know, a very small business, should they be using something like, like CRM or is it only just for the big companies? Uh, let, let me, let me first start off with uh, 
sharing how we go about uh, when we go to a conference. Okay. Uh, it's maybe interesting. So uh, basically, uh, we have a mobile app. Okay. Uh, when I meet someone at a conference, mm -hmm. I open up the mobile app. I say new contact. And at uh -huh. the top, there's this little photograph thing. Ah. I put the business card. Mm -hmm. It takes a picture. Mm -hmm. It sends it uh, to our servers. Mm -hmm. The servers interpret it. Mm -hmm. They get the data out. It's all immediately there, like ah. first name, last name, email mm -hmm. address, everything. You can still correct it if it made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And then um, I add a little tag at the bottom mm -hmm. uh, that is a, usually a specific tag for the conference we go to. Right. Like if we go to um, Slush, which is a conference we go each mm -hmm. year in Finland, I type Slush 21, for instance, right. mm -hmm. uh, as a tag. I hit save. At that moment, uh, in our program, we have a thing called email workflows. Mm -hmm. And that basically can send automated emails or even ah. automated sequences of emails. Mm -hmm. So in there, we say everybody that gets tagged with Slush21 mm -hmm. gets this email. And mm -hmm. it says, hi, first name. It mm -hmm. actually fills out the first name. <laughs> the real and, first name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have the first name, which mm -hmm. you usually do when you scan a business card, mm -hmm. but, uh, you can put a fallback like "Hi there," for instance. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's like, "Oh, we just met at the conference, mm -hmm. blah 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 blah." And uh, I just said you could get a discount code. Well, mm -hmm. we, we usually make also different automated emails per type of, mm -hmm. of uh, person we meet. We have for partners, for customers, for oh, okay. investors. Right. So it's more and more specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, and then that sends out immediately. Mm -hmm. but then I can say, okay. People are at the conference, right? They're not immediately going to answer. Mm -hmm. um, so I set a, a, a delay. Mm -hmm. uh, if the conference is on Thursday and Friday, it's better to have it on Tuesday or something. Right. Because Monday uh, they're swamped <laughs> going through everything. Yeah. and Yeah. But then on Tuesday, I'm, I'm already there again. And I say, mm -hmm. hey, uh, I met, we met and mm -hmm. that. And then, and then you can have even have a third email. And, mm -hmm. and if you like a fourth, mm -hmm. it's maybe a, a bit too much. In some cases it works, but... Um, and like that, mm -hmm. we just leave the conference and mm -hmm. the program takes over and we don't get stuck with this bunch of mm -hmm. business cards. The emails are also not impersonal. What mm -hmm. I often get is like I come back from a conference and I left my business card in some places and then I get this, this sort of email newsletter type style right. thing that mm -hmm. like we met at the booth or something and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't go there. I don't remember that, but sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how we do it. We, we have more behind it as well. Mm -hmm. We also um, make it visual with a pipeline and then mm -hmm. start following up uh, actively. Mm -hmm. uh, but the basics uh, is like the business card scanner and then the email sequences. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and that that you know makes me think of a, a little just thing that we all need to remember when we're getting business cards printed. Make them, you know, don't pick the fancy frilly fonts, you know, or too teeny. You know, I love it when I'm going, I can't read this. Um, you know, it make it something so that even if somebody's not using a scanner, that they can look at and read, you know, yeah. you know, and, and so that's just kind of one of those little asides. But, you know, what I love about what you're talking about is it's you can personalize it. And I'm sure, you know, obviously for the ones where you really had a great conversation and there's something very specific you're following up on. That's, that's a different thing. This is kind of the, sure. the general ones, but you know, I, it, it, it always amuses me when I go, you know, to a conference, to a networking thing, to whatever. And I get this, you know, Hey, it was great meeting you and wham, here is what I'm going to sell you. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, you still have to build that relationship first because I might have just thought, hey, look, there's candy on their table. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and so that's, you know, whether you're using a, a system or not, you know, personalize it, folks. Make sure that you're following up appropriately, um, you know, and, and, and don't try and sell. You know, it's, 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 there's that old adage that, that you know, we've, we've said before. You know, don't try and, and marry somebody, you know, during the first date, <laughs> you, know? you you need to, to kind of build that relationship with them, um, you know, and, and, and I love that, you know, you have a variety of different things in, in your program, because that's the other thing, you know, that, that we get these general follow up emails from people mm -hmm. and you're like, Ugh, you know, no, this, this doesn't pertain or worse, you're going, wait a minute, I asked about X and they're not even saying that. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and so you know that's that really is where I think a lot of relationships it's kind of the make or break. You know, if if you follow up with an email with me and it's not anywhere close, I don't care. You know, you've yeah. lost me right there. Um, that's know. why. That's why I usually suggest that it, before you automate this kind of things, that you first uh, do it manually some mm-hmm. a few times. Right. So you you kind of get the the like if if you automate something right away, it's very hard to have empathy mm-hmm. for the people at the other right. side. Mm-hmm. You're basically automating it for numbers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you do it manually a few times mm-hmm. and each time you empathize like who is the person on the other side right what do they exactly want at some point you'll see that they're uh it's not too different for different mm-hmm. uh people mm-hmm. uh or in many cases at least mm-hmm. so you can you can make something that works for everyone mm-hmm. um i if 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 that's something you want to do uh, mm-hmm. it might be that you want to uh, stay with the personalized version mm-hmm. um while, you know, a lot of the emails we get nowadays or, or the LinkedIn requests, mm-hmm. they're just so, there's Spammy. no empathy in them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a total lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And you, you, when you read it, you wonder like, hmm, do they really think that's, that's what a human being mm-hmm. would connect with? Or, right. you know. But yeah, they like this. Sometimes they get too salesy. Um, you know, they're also, they're providing yeah. too much information as opposed to, hey, can we talk with you about this? Yeah, sure. You know, and and um, but you know, and and the the nice thing about having it automated is we are so busy. I mean, you know, we go to something, even if it's just a lunch. You know, we go to a networking lunch. We come back. We've got three voicemails, ten emails. You know, all these various things, somebody pops into your office, you know, Zooms, whatever, and immediately you're sidetracked. And four days later, you're going, where is that pile of business cards from, if you even remember, that you brought those cards back? And and so that's what I, I like about your system. Um, you know, and there are other systems that do that, too, where it is automated, um, you know, and, and you can get stuff in pretty quickly because that's it it is that immediate connect point um you know and and uh you know i tell people you know connect with them within 24 hours even if they're not responding at least reach out within 24 hours um you know now if i met five people that's not going to be hard if i met 25 people that's going to be pretty difficult yeah yeah it depends Mm -hmm. Uh, when i'm at conferences what i also try to do is then uh next next to it just just very quickly connect on linkedin Mm -hmm. Type type a few words, but at least mm-hmm. something personal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I always really say, you know, hey, we met, we just met at X, you know, whatever it was, um, you know, and or, and or great to meet you at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that that Absolutely. because you know we we all like to think that we're memorable, but we you know for the most part aren't. <laughs> And and that's memorable. yeah, I know. I, I like to think I'm pretty memorable too. But you know, I, I want to remind them, hey, you know, we just met at Marietta Business Association or you know, whatever yeah, yeah. so that they've got that mental link in there too. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, we've we've been talking about conferences and, and networking and, and all of those things. And you know, as we record this, we're still we're in the middle. I think we're just gonna be in the middle of the pandemic for yeah, who knows how long? Um, so we're not meeting people face to face. We're not going to conferences here in the United States. They're doing CES, which is the largest tech conference, I believe, in the world. Um, they're doing it remotely. That'll be interesting to see how that works. I've oh. attended CES. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember that was before I had a, a, a you know, a fit tracker on, on my watch. I mean, our booth was probably a half mile in. <laughs> it, was, it was a big place, um, you know, and, and so that'll be interesting to see how they do that. But, you know, we are having to work remotely. And I think one of the cool things is a lot of people are liking it more, but a lot of people don't like it because, you know, there's it obviously loses that personal touch. So let's talk about, you know, how do we do sales remotely? COVID or no COVID, you know, how do we, how do we work remotely like this? Well, uh, it's, uh, you wrote a great blog post on this. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that goes, goes into it. Um, I think, I think many of us are getting better at it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like you said, we're, we're halfway the pandemic now. I remember people in the beginning, uh, 
being uh, completely like, how can I sell through mm -hmm. Zoom? Now Wait, Zoom? Really What Zoom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I personally have been doing it already for um, about five years before mm -hmm. that because we sell all over the world. Right. We, we sell software on the internet. Mm -hmm. So I, I hardly come out of uh, the office and now I hardly come out of home. Mm -hmm. uh, so... The, the, the biggest change for us was uh, internally, mm -hmm. whereas with the team, we used to be in the same room. Now we're all in our own home. So that mm -hmm. all also runs over Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, we have our meetings all on Zoom with a, with a Google Doc on the left and uh, all the faces on the right. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's like a, a plus side and a negative side, I would mm -hmm. say, to remote selling. Um, the plus side is it's it's so much more productive. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't need to spend our day in the in the car or or even for some right. planes. Mm -hmm. um, if if uh, here in Belgium at least, if if I want to have a maximum amount of meetings uh, driving around in the car, mm -hmm. it's probably four or something that I can do. Mm -hmm. At least the, the type of meetings I do, mm -hmm. um, and then my day is over and I'm very tired. Right, because uh, all you did was sit in traffic. Yeah, essentially. Well, not, mm -hmm. not just in traffic, in uh, lobbies, mm -hmm. uh, wait a bit more here, wait a bit more there, right. get a coffee, go into mm -hmm. a conference room, you know, all this kind of, the, all the different things. And then it's, it's a bit later and then you may be late for the next thing. And it's uh, very mm -hmm. stressful. Um, with nowadays, like remote selling is, is so much more productive. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you want You can do 16 meetings, 16 30 minute meetings back to back. It's maybe Whoa. a bit too much. Yeah, that's a Zoom overload. But it's possible. I've, mm -hmm. I've, I, I have days like that where I spend my whole day in calls and mm -hmm. I, I have a lunch break, obviously. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a, a call uh, is, is uh, rescheduled or so, and mm -hmm. that, that gives some, some, some breathing room, but mm -hmm. it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. um, The main issue, though, is that these calls, they become slightly less memorable, to use your words from before. Hmm. Um, it's, it's a bit harder to make uh, an, an impression on people. You mm -hmm. First of all, uh, body language is very important, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the exact percentage is again, but... 60% or something. And you can see my body language right now up until mm -hmm. my chest and everything right. below there, you're completely missing. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really a pity. You, mm -hmm. you miss out on a lot already. You mm -hmm. basically only see my face and sometimes my hand comes up. Um, so it's, it's very important to really do your best to uh, counteract that. Mm -hmm. Also, the other thing is, I'm not really there. You, you don't have that sense of me being here. Right, right. That I'm personal touch type of. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like two screens away. Right. Like, it's kind of like the... talking to somebody who's on a TV program. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yelling it, yelling it, at the football player, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the football player doesn't respond, so it's still a bit different, but, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not as personal as seeing people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not as real. Right. Um, so you need to, um, compensate for that, mm -hmm. make everything a bit more, uh, how can I say more human, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a bit more informal. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to uh, wear a suit to have a meeting on zoom. Mm -hmm. It's actually very weird. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had two people I saw so far that wore a suit. All the mm -hmm. others understood that was a uh, weird, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes uh, your dog can start barking mm -hmm. or your kids. Right. The kid in. wanders past. Mm -hmm. That's all fine. Right. I mean, you can, you can even involve them, uh, uh, introduce. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes everything so much more human. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, sometimes you see my hands. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's good to actually uh, use your hands a bit more on screen. Mm. Use a bit more tone of voice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not a huge tone of voice user, so I, uh, I need to compensate a bit. Um, but sometimes like to, to really use that to, mm -hmm. to make a bit more impact. Those are all tips to make sure that mm -hmm. you get the most out of your meetings. Right. But then in between the meetings also, people are 
not there, right? They're reading your emails. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can call them or so. Mm -hmm. So what really helps is, first of all, if you use a bit of tracking, Mm -hmm. uh, as everything is more digital, right. you can track whether they read your emails, click mm -hmm. on stuff, go to your site. Mm -hmm. That helps you to understand what they are up to, mm -hmm. whether they're interested, what the mm -hmm. right moment is to follow up, because otherwise you have no idea. Right. I mean, they're, you're in different places mm -hmm. and there's no way to, to see. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, in that process, it's very easy to be ignored extremely easy mm -hmm. somebody is not there you just mm -hmm. see a message and you're like oh ignore mm -hmm. yeah later and it's done mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah if when you go to someone's office that's different but mm -hmm. um in the in the digital era ignoring something is so easy mm -hmm. so um you need to lower the friction in the process make mm. everything more seamless mm -hmm. uh for instance not using a meeting scheduler, I think, is a is a major um, right major loss mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because scheduling meetings will take different emails, mm -hmm. which takes a lot of work. Right. First of all, which mm -hmm. is it's, it's horrible. I, I really I never do it. Uh, mm -hmm. I, people get my link in, or or I ask like if it's a really important person, like or you can send me your link. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> Right, it's, it's the mm -hmm. same for me, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's it's your effort to to schedule, right? Right. But, but but if you have to go through these 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 emails, it it takes a lot of work. Right. You're basically, always emailing, mm -hmm. looking at your yeah, because that's the well. Did Tuesday work? No, not Tuesday. How about Wednesday at three? No, three doesn't work. You know, and yeah, by about the third one, I'm like, no, no, you know, and yeah. and there's there's so many good scheduling programs out there. Um, and, you know, I I use one for this program. And now I use a paid version of it because I, yeah. I need that much, but there's free versions, folks. There's no Definitely. excuse to not be doing this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was my, my point was going to be that uh, it's not just the fact that you have a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's also introduces friction because right. it might be that at some point in one of these emails, the mm -hmm. other person doesn't reply anymore uh -huh. and then you lost them and you're right. basically losing out on a great deal mm -hmm. just because there was a bit too much friction mm -hmm. in the sales process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you made it too hard for them. Yeah. Just try to get that away, make everything mm -hmm. as easy as possible, make the things that they need to do as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when we do outreach emails, uh, I usually um, say something very short, try not mm -hmm. to sell too much, but I'm like, this is that who, who should we talk with? Mm -hmm. It's very easy. They just need to say, Oh, that's my mm -hmm. colleague, Greg. Or something, mm -hmm. um, and and you you made a little connection. Mm -hmm. It's these little little uh, things you can only ask right. people. Not like, hey, would you like to jump on a thirty minute call? People are like, yeah, I don't know, thirty. Minutes. Yeah, I don't have thirty minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's really making it as easy as possible, mm -hmm. even easier uh, than normal. Like mm -hmm. make a frictionless sales process. Mm -hmm completely tailored mm -hmm. uh to the to the to the buyer right and in there try to track them as well as possible so mm -hmm. you know where they are mm -hmm. you know what they're interested in and you can make it as personal as possible mm -hmm. for them right yeah and i i mentioned your blog you've got another great blog post on here with email templates because i think that's the next thing i mean you know, you were you were just saying you know make it simple make it short you know, mm -hmm. if I get something from somebody that is paragraphs long, they've lost me usually at the first paragraph. If it's four almost bullet point sentences, I'm like, oh, okay, I can read through this. Uh, you know, and, and so that's where it, it really, because if they want, you know, if, if I want more information, I'll ask for it. But mm -hmm. I don't want to have to weed through all of this just to, to get to it. So, um, you know, I, I love that you had those templates on there because and, and there's obviously a big variety of them, depending on the situation. So it's, you know, again, folks, we need to make it easy for people. You know, I think we're, especially now where we're working from home, you know, you're used to working from home. I've been working from home for 20 years. So this is, is not a big deal for me. But for many people, you know, there's, you know, even though they've been doing this for months, they're still getting used to it. They've got kids who may or may not be in virtual school. You know, that varies almost day to day. Um, you know, they might have a spouse that's home, all these other things that are, are pulling at their time. You know, it was easier when you went into an office and you were just kind of in this little 
literal box focusing on, on what you were doing for the day. And now you've got all these distractions. So the easier you make it for people, the more successful it will be. Yeah, definitely. Fully agree. You know, and and it, again, it is just so important to be following up. You know, I and and I, I'm I'm one of the guilty ones that you know I I don't follow up. I don't remember. You know, all of these various things, and then then I think, oh, well, I I'm not going to be a part of that group because I don't get anything from it. Well, I don't get anything from it because of me. Uh, you know, I'm not following up. I'm not doing what I need to be doing. And I think that's, you know, that is, you know, one of the things that, that happens with people is they get frustrated. Well, it's not everybody else. It's us. It's the habits that we have. Um, you know, if you tell somebody, hey, I will call you so that we can set up an, an appointment, then call them. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is not a big deal. Um you know, or, you know, if, if say you're having a great conversation and they mention, you know, a subject, you know, then, then, you know, maybe you have an article that you can send them a link to. It doesn't even have to be your own, you know, but, but follow up with people because if you're busy, they're busy and you, you add those two busies together and nobody ever connects. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely your job to keep track of what is the best moments mm-hmm. to follow up, do mm-hmm. it, try it again. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't really work. Try another angle. Don't mm-hmm. go with the, the easy stuff like, uh, hey, any news or. Uh, right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. The open ended. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to try to give give some kind of updates mm-hmm. or uh, involve something else. Try mm-hmm. a different angle. Um, and. Yeah. Try to keep the overview some somehow. It's um, and it's extremely important. I think the best salespeople are those who can make every customer feel like they're the only one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but do that at scale. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're talking to tens of customers or mm-hmm. hundreds of customers at mm-hmm. the same time, give every customer the experience mm-hmm. that they are extremely cared for. Right. And that's, you can only do with a uh, proper organization. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you still think you don't need any system, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need a CRM, right? You could, yeah, you could. The pile of business cards might work, it, no, or an Excel spreadsheet or it, something. But... Yeah, the pile of business cards. Right? How many piles of business cards do we have? <laughs> you, I'm sure I you know. don't. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, uh, but, I, but I visualize yeah. them all, and, mm-hmm. and they're gone. And I haven't gone to any conferences, so currently. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, one of the things that that is, I always find you know as we're doing this, and we've we've kind of mentioned it is, it's it does have to be personal and authentic. Um, you know, I got mm-hmm. an email this morning from somebody who said I have a personal video message I recorded just for you. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, that's really cool. So I open it and it says, hi, friend. So clearly this was no. you know, a mass email that went out to everybody. And, and I didn't listen any further. I mean, right there, he lost that authenticity that my trust, maybe more is, is the way to put it, because I thought, no, you know, and so his email could have, it could have just been tweaked slightly to say, I've recorded a message for my friends, right? And then I probably would have listened to the whole thing. But the I recorded it personally just for you. I'm expecting yeah. his video to start out and say, hey, Deb. But hey, friend, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, hey, Deb, and then something, something that applies to you and all. Right, right. I, I had my, my birthday three months ago or so, mm-hmm. and you have no idea about the things I got on LinkedIn. It was... <laughs> All kinds of weird automated mm-hmm. stuff. One mm-hmm. one person was, for instance, taking his name mm-hmm. and then uh, wishing me uh, stuff with the letters of his name. Uh, like, well, that's kind of unique. <laughs> it's very unique. Another person had this this video, like the one you're mentioning, mm-hmm. like auto emailed, mm-hmm. and it it faked that I was that it was for me, but it was it was super clear that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, first it starts off, well, uh, like wishing me all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is funny. But then towards uh-huh. the end, he was promoting his book. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh that's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I've a, had people send wish. me, yeah, send yeah. me an image of their book and say, buy this for your birthday. No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 exactly what I mean with this mm-hmm. lack of empathy when you mm-hmm. start automating. Um, if if you also do that in personal messages, then maybe you you, you might not have empathy or so. I don't know. Right. Uh, when you automate it, it's just it's just very easy to fall mm-hmm. into that trap. Uh, just think like, oh, this is smart, mm-hmm. and then just set it up, and then <laughs> right. You know? right. You know, and we've talked. You know, we we've mentioned LinkedIn. To me, one of the worst things is when I get an email from someone that I know I only know through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so they pulled my email address off. Well, you know, my email address is there because I want people to be able to connect me. But don't, you right. know, don't pull that off and, and put me in your, your spam email. And and I always know when they've done that because my LinkedIn profile is my full name. It's Deborah. Yeah. I go by Deb. And, you know, and, and there's, you know, it's it's just too hard to change it now on LinkedIn. But, um, you know, and, but yeah, I do know if they have pulled it up. And then um, every once in a while, about once a month, I get the creepy. I get the creepy, you know, where they've pulled it. They've pulled my name, my email address off of LinkedIn. They think I'm lovely. They hope this isn't inappropriate. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, ew, ew. <laughs> What I've actually done is like in LinkedIn, my mm-hmm. my email address is not, I have a Hotmail address in, uh-huh. in but yeah. I, I changed it specifically mm-hmm. for LinkedIn. You can mm-hmm. make aliases and I made it LinkedIn spam here at Outlook.com. <laughs> I love so it. So when, when people mm-hmm. email me on LinkedIn spam here at Outlook.com, you don't even open all, it. No, mm-hmm. it's LinkedIn spam. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, I mean, how, how, non-thoughtful uh, can right. it be to send it yeah. to LinkedIn spam here. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you haven't checked anything. Right. You right. didn't even go through the list mm-hmm. of email addresses. Yeah. Yeah. I get annoyed when they spam me on LinkedIn, you know, but when they yeah. take my LinkedIn information and spam me outside, then I get really annoyed. Um, you know, and, and so that comes back to, they might have the greatest product, the greatest service, whatever it is in the world. But because mm-hmm. we started out annoyed, we're not going any further. Yeah, the only the only automated uh, LinkedIn connection request I send right mm-hmm. now is to people who sign up for a trial, and okay. I, I do it like this. So if you sign up for a trial on mm-hmm. our site of our software, mm-hmm. um, if you have an email address uh, that contains uh, no, you don't need the email address. In in any case, if it's a mm-hmm. business email address, mm-hmm. it will probably find you on LinkedIn automatically, okay. like through through Google, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it sends you an automated connection mm-hmm. request. And it will say, hey, Deb, uh, welcome to the Salesflare family. Mm-hmm. Nice to have you joining us. Let me know if there's any feedback or questions. Right. I don't try to sell you anything. Right. I just send something mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe leading this company, but mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to talk to customers. Mm-hmm. If you have feedback or questions, come to me. Mm-hmm. But I will not say anything like, right. uh, or here's a discount. or uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, you Let's can do the call. discount later. And, and you know, that's it's just part of that process of getting people to know, like, and trust you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, if you try and smack them over the head with it right away, it's not going to work. No, I don't want to either. Right, right. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, we've only got about five minutes left. So tell us in more detail, because there are lots of CRM uh, products out there, but tell us a little bit more in detail, uh, you know, more specifically about what Salesflare does. Yeah, so Salesflare is a is a sales CRM. So it it helps you with the the most important thing in your company, apart from uh, delivering your services or, or your product, is selling them. Uh, it helps you specifically. Uh, I mean, mostly with keeping track, following up, uh, all these kind of things, mm-hmm. uh, seeing what you have in pipeline, how much you're selling, and all that, uh, who your customers are. I don't know. Um, and it does that for B two B businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, we do that because we like to uh, keep it simple. So, so supporting too many types of businesses just makes the CRM more complicated. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we focus on small and medium-sized businesses mm-hmm. because those are the ones that look for something more practical, mm-hmm. not something that is built for the organization, but something that the end users really want to work with, mm-hmm. which we believe is essential. Because if end, the, the salespeople, the end users are not working with the CRM, then you don't get any of the right. benefits from mm-hmm. the CRM. Mm-hmm. And what sets us apart from 
there's obviously other companies mm -hmm. uh, uh, selling a similar thing. Uh, there's actually, according to G2.com, there's more than 640 CRMs on the market. Wow. So you have a lot of choice. Mm -hmm. um, but we are the, the according to G2.com as well, the, the third or fourth easiest to use CRM. Ah. The second one when it comes to um, best customer relationships. Mm -hmm. And the first one when it comes to uh, ease of implementation. Nice. Um, yeah. So we're really well ranked when it comes mm -hmm. to ease of use and support and all that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know why we started Salesforce? It's uh, it's because of the automation. It's mm -hmm. helping people to actually keep their serum um, alive mm -hmm. uh, instead of it uh, immediately failing and you not getting any right. of the, the benefits from the serum. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's these two things together mm -hmm. that set us apart. Uh, as a sales room for small and medium-sized businesses. Right. I love it. Well, and you know, we we won't discuss pricing because that that changes, especially because some of these programs are listened to, you know, years later, but it's very reasonable. Very, very reasonable. Um, you know, when when I was looking at the website, I was thinking, wow, you know, that's that's very inexpensive. Um, you know, and, and I've mentioned your blog. I mean, you've whether you know somebody works with you or not. There's great blog posts. Um, you know, I'm not sure you know who all writes them, but such great information. Um, you know, and and so I encourage people to to go, even if that's all you look at. But it's salesflare.com. Easy peasy. You know, can't, yeah. can't get much more difficult than than that. Or much more easy than that. And you know, so so great information there. Um, you know, so how do people, you know, I just mentioned salesflare.com, but how do people find and connect with you? Yeah. So uh, salesflare.com is with F-L-A-R-E for those who are wondering how it's spelled. Um, and you can read all about the software there and start a trial if you like, mm -hmm. anywhere between seven and 30 days to try the software. We give you extra days on the trial as you set it up because we've seen that people who, who set it up better mm -hmm. are also more successful in the long right. run. Uh, sell more, stay mm -hmm, longer with mm -hmm. us, all this kind of stuff. Um, and if you want to connect with me, uh, you can do it on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. uh, believe it or not. Uh, but please uh, include a personal message. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, I will not be able to distinguish you from the... the, the Say you listen to this program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you do that, I'll connect with you. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, we can be in touch, maybe discuss whatever you want to discuss. Uh, I'm happy to talk. Perfect. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, and, you know, I, I love getting into the, the, the real meat of how to do business, you know, because this is something you know, I mentioned at the very start, we all go, Ugh, sales, Ugh, ugh. you know, and, and because we're doing that, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, it's mm -hmm. not going to be successful because we're immediately thinking, yuck, um, you know, and, and so when you have a tool that makes it easier, that makes it you know, it's not going to be let, I mean, there's still work to be done. I mean, you know, it doesn't just poof, magically start working, but you know, when it's, when it's an easy product to use and more importantly, helps you become successful. That's what's, what's important about this. So I do encourage people to, to check out salesflare.com. So you ruined, do you have any final comments or thoughts for everybody? No, I would say, uh, indeed, like you said, um, Try to bring uh, authenticity back in sales. Uh, imagine you're selling to a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's it's not very complicated sales. It's just thinking like, how would I like to be treated? How would someone give me the best possible experience buying? Mm -hmm. And then be very consistent, systematic, uh, respectful. Um, and well, one of the very simple secrets in sales is just map out your sales process. Uh, which should be fully aligned with the buying process. Like yeah. I just said, it's, it needs to be what, what the person on the other end is expecting. And then just take people through the different steps, not dogmatically, like not like, oh no, this is not possible. We always go like this, mm -hmm. not like that. But, but it's good to have next steps mm -hmm. because then at every step, your only job is explaining to the other person like, okay, we've done this now. Now uh, I'll do this and then, you, you can take that person by the hand and guide them uh, through the sales process. And if they're not uh, a good fit to sell to, you disqualify them and you stop trying to sell to them. But uh, to all the others, you just keep um, guiding them through the sales mm -hmm. process until they buy. It's, uh, 
I think sales is not as complicated and not as scary, uh, and and it doesn't have to be uh, as salesy as as most people think. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, I really have been having just a, a great discussion with Jeroen Courthout. And until next time, I'm Deb Creer. Everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.